Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team this is hit well in a center field that one's carrying out at center it's out of here oh johnny with a pinch hit home run at the plate is mike trout the pitch on its way it's blasted out to dead center field out of here ball gets away he's gonna break for the plate ball game is over the Angels with a walk-off win here in the bottom of the ninth inning. This is the Angels Recap Podcast, a review of the past week in Angels baseball. Here's your host, Trent Rush. Hey, what's going on? Trent Rush here, and welcome to the Angels Recap Podcast. Well, for the Halos, they are now past the midway point of this 2020 season as we are now in the final month, Fan Appreciation Month. By the way, we'll fill you in on all the details regarding Fan Appreciation Month around Angels baseball. But what we're going to do here on this podcast today is we're going to break down the trade deadline. The Angels made three trades. They traded Tommy Lastella to Oakland for Franklin Barreto, a middle infielder. They traded Jason Castro to San Diego, and in return, got Gerardo Reyes, a hard-throwing 27-year-old right-handed pitcher, and they got the Reds minor league pitcher of the year in Packy Naughton in the trade for Brian Goodwin. That came right at the buzzer at the trade deadline. We're going to break down all these moves. We're going to talk about it. We're going to hear from Billy Epler about it. We're going to talk with Joe Madden, too, about what he plans to do here in the final month of this season and what this year has been like so far to try to get this Angels team on the right track. Clearly, this 2020 season is not what anybody had in mind for this year to be what it is. And when you kind of look at a big picture, and I know I've said this before, but you look at the way that this season started and you get some bad luck and some tough games early on. Uh, You have a bullpen that ends up blowing a bunch of saves early on in the season. And then after that, then you try to pick up the pieces, but you're behind the eight ball a little bit. So then you start pressing. and, And a lot of times, as we know in life, and baseball is no different than that, when you start pressing and trying too hard, well, then sometimes mistakes can happen. And the pressure builds and the pressure goes from instead of being in every inning becomes every at bat to every pitch to every swing and it just builds and builds and builds and then the Angels ended up losing some ball games. They had a little stretch in there where we saw some of the potential. We saw some good things. I mean, you think about the 16 runs that they scored against the Seattle Mariners in one of the games in that four-game series that the Angels ended up splitting with Seattle. We have seen good things. We have seen good pitching moments from Dylan Bundy. Andrew Heaney had a good week. Griffin Cannon 
inning, went eight innings just this past week, gave up just one run against Seattle. So we have seen some really outstanding performances, but it's been rare to see the offense have a good night on the same evening that the pitching has a good night. It just has not been in sync, and I think that's part of what is so frustrating about this Angels team where they sit right now. So uh, let's first hear from Angels GM Billy Epler on just his overall thoughts about how the trade deadline went for this club. Glad to be able to get talent in the door and in, um, you know, the cases with uh, with Jason Castro and, and Tommy Listella. I mean, that was um, those were guys that were uh, going to be coming off at the end or were set to be free agents. So uh, to be able to add some value into the organization for them um, was, uh, you know, was important. But we weren't going to just let guys kind of walk out the door. If we found deals that made sense, we were going to do them. And if they didn't, we weren't. Now, the thing about the trade deadline, too, is yes, the Angels made those three moves, but a lot of times it's about the moves that don't happen. I mean, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall on some of the conversations that happen across Major League Baseball, and you play the what-if game and how close some of the deals were and, and who almost went there. It'd be fascinating to get a peek behind the curtain and see all of that. And Billy Epler filled this in a little bit on who some of these other teams were calling on and trying to get from the Angels. There was people inquiring on... Dylan and Andrew and uh, Simba and but things didn't didn't match up didn't materialize and you know those guys at least in in Bundy and Heaney's case I mean they impact the 2021 rotation so um, it would have had to it had to be a compelling return for us to do anything with them and um, nothing matched up so glad to keep them because they are important to our rotation and I think you know in in Dylan and and uh, Andrew's case I think both of them are right now top 15 and um, or at least in, in war and Dylan's like 12th in ERA. And so they're contributing, no doubt. So glad to have them uh, on board still. What was your impression of, of what the pitching market was like? Um, obviously with the Clevenger trade and all that, and particularly how that might have an impact on the off season too. Um, you know, I mean, if you're going to acquire starting pitching, um, you know, via the trade market, it's, it, it's going to hurt. Um, you know, you're going to, probably end up giving up a little bit more than, than you want to. Um, but, uh, you know, um, we'll see how, how that kind of materializes in the, in the wintertime and what those options are. Um, and we'll stay, uh, you know, we'll stay plugged into that, that trade market as well as the free agent market and see what happens. And with being on this end of it, with other teams calling in on two of your pitchers, how much do you think that kind of gives you an idea of what to expect out there when I would imagine this organization is probably going to be interested in trying to acquire uh, starting pitching in the near future? Um, yeah, I mean, we'll, uh, we'll uh, you know, look under every rock for all, for all that pitching, but, um, you know, maybe teams – you know, want to do something a little bit, uh, a little bit bigger with us in the, in the wintertime. And, and we're able to, we're able to grab a pitcher for some of our, uh, you know, position player prospects that are uh, either, you know, over at Blair field right now, or guys that are, uh, you know, just touching down um, into the big league. So we'll kind of see what, uh, what can happen, but um, you know, we'll, we'll continue to address that uh, moving forward. And while we're on the subject of starting pitching, let's talk about Packy Naughton and that deal with the Cincinnati Reds that sent Brian Goodwin to Cincy. Well, the Angels in return get Naughton, who is the Reds' 2019 Minor League Pitcher of the Year. And you just take a look at his numbers. He had 11 wins a season ago uh, between double-A and high-A ball, 3-3-2 ERA between those two levels. And he's had a lot of success. 24 years old out of Boston, Massachusetts, former ninth-round pick from Virginia Tech. He is somebody that I, I would imagine is a pretty 
pretty interesting name out there. I mean, a ninth rounder that ends up being your minor league pitcher of the year in Cincinnati. Um, that, that's a good sign for the Angels to be able to get somebody like that. He's a real pitching prospect that the Angels pick up. And you look at you know some of the pitchers that are on the horizon in the Angels system right now. I think it starts with Reed Detmers, but you go further down and take a look at Chris Rodriguez, who's right there. Hector Yon is somebody that's got a really exciting arm and a possibly very bright future. And Packy Naughton, I think, is in that group. And now you can look at like four Angel pitchers that are all at about double-A level probably going into the 2021 season. You know, maybe some of them end up being higher than that. But when you start a season in double-A, like these guys probably will next year, hard to say uh, for sure. But that gives you an opportunity to potentially impact the 2021 rotation. And that's a big deal for the Angels uh, to get Packy Naughton. I mean, this is, uh, you know, you, you look at potential and what guys could be this kind of seems like that guy that might end up being the best player the Angels were able to acquire at the deadline uh, particularly when you look at uh, some of his numbers he's had a lot of success um, and uh, you know in a short minor league career uh, for him to you know be able to finish last season in double a at just 24 years old a college pitcher uh, he's not all that far away from being major league ready and I would imagine that that probably was appealing to the Angels too in making uh, that decision there at the trade deadline forum. And here's Billy Epler in talking about Packy Naughton and what he could bring to this organization. We're going to have him come over to uh, to Long Beach um, and uh, kind of put our hands on him a little bit and see. But, um, you know, as a guy that was in double in A last year, I mean, that gives a pretty, a pretty short um, ETA uh, to the big leagues. But, um, you know, I'm not going to try to say when. Um, but, uh, you know, the fact that he's in the upper minors and, uh, we'll get some, some time in with us this year. Um, we'll see where it, uh, where it goes. Really good command, um, fastballs, uh, you know, averaging about 90 to 91, um, and, uh, really good feel for a change. And, um, I know part of his development plan, or at least what we gleaned from the, the Reds is to, uh, tighten up the breaking ball. Um, and, uh, Looks like he's just got a really good field to pitch. All right, so the other pitcher that the Angels got at the deadline was Gerardo Reyes, a 27-year-old right-hander that came over from San Diego in that deal for Jason Castro. And this guy is a strikeout machine. He only has 26 innings logged at the major league level, but in that short amount of time, did strike out 38 batters, has an average fastball about 97, can run it up to 100. This guy throws really hard. Now, the downside is he did have an ERA at 7.63 a year ago. But again, very limited major league experience and really um, again the strikeouts are the numbers that jump out to you big time 13.15 strikeouts per nine a season ago second best in the Padres only behind Kirby Yates who was close to 15 I mean that guy had a ridiculous year a season ago so uh, second to Yates in strikeouts per nine he's got that fastball he throws about 60% of the time slider sink curve uh, just a little bit of the curveball but most of his strikeouts like 22 out of the 38 strikeouts he had at the major league level last year came on that fastball. He can blow it by, guys, and that's going to be the big thing there. Really good with nobody on base. So uh, Opposing hitters hit just 154 with no one on base against them last year, but he did run into some trouble with runners on uh, where opponents hit 400 against him with guys on base. So when I see a stat like that, and I see the numbers, and I see the velo, and I, and I, I read all this about him, and, and you look at the scouting reports, what that tells me is, this guy's got the stuff, and you got to give him that confidence. And you be got it. 
got to have him to where he can understand uh, the role he is in and be able to use that stuff effectively. And, and I would imagine that having him be around somebody like a Joe Madden is going to bring the very best out of him. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what he could do. Very good minor league career, sub-4 minor league ERA out of Hidalgo High School in Texas, where they gave him the nickname Pollo, which is kind of fun for us here at AM830, considering that producer-engineer Jorge Sevilla goes by the nickname Pollo. So uh, I guess we got to a new Pollo in town, uh, and that's uh, Gerardo Reyes, who says his favorite player is Mariano Rivera, watching him coming up, and uh, I would say that's about as good of a role model as one could possibly have. So uh, that's Gerardo Reyes. I, I think that uh, folks around uh, this area are familiar with him, especially since he spent some time in the California League, where he was a Cal League midseason all-star, and you go back to 2017, he had a 2.63 ERA in high A ball pitching in the Cal League. That was sixth best of the league, and uh, was the, the guy ahead of him was Joey Lucchese. So you, you talk about some of the names in there and, and who has had success in that time. Uh, you look at Gerardo Reyes, and you just think that this guy uh, has some potential. And Billy Epler talked about what he might be able to bring to this club, too. Yeah, um, Gerardo is uh, actually reporting to Long Beach as well. Um, you know, he's uh, he actually had an illness. It was not COVID, uh, but he had a little bit of an illness for I think late July um, through, I think it was cleared finally like August 15th and appeared in the game like August 19th um, uh, in their alternate site, um, San Diego's alternate site. So um, he was a little behind. Uh, That's probably why, or perhaps why you didn't see him in the, in the big league. So uh, he, he lost about 10 pounds, um, but he's put about eight of that back on. So uh, we'll get him over to, to Blair field. Um, let him get his feet underneath him and uh, you know, wrap our arms around him for a sec and then see where it goes from there. But, but we are excited about the stuff. I mean, you know, guys that throw 96 to 98 mile an hour, two seam fastballs, like you don't see that very often. Um, it's a little bit more with a four seam, but you don't really see that kind of running sinker that kind of um, makes it really tough on, on right-handed hitters. And um, so we're excited about him and the slider has really good um, action and, and results on it. So um, glad to get him in the fold and I uh, think he can be an important piece for our bullpen, you know, this season and then even moving forward. Now, the first player the Angels picked up at the deadline was Franklin Barreto, and that was in the Tommy Lestella trade that sent Tommy to Oakland and the Angels get Barreto back from the A's. And Barreto in AAA last year had a really good season, a career year. 295 hitter, minor league career highs and doubles at 29, hit 19 homers, 65 RBI in 98 games with AAA Vegas. The thing about Barreto is he remains unproven at the major league level, but he hasn't had a whole lot of experience in the big leagues. 95 career games, only 211 career major league at-bats over the last four seasons. While he is just a 180 hitter, you look at the minor league numbers, and I think it gets you excited for his potential at the big league level. You're just waiting to see it, and he is 24 years old from Venezuela, and you you think about what he was as a prospect of the Blue Jays, and he was a key part of the Josh Donaldson trade that they made back uh, earlier in in 2014, and you look at, you know, he was a very highly touted prospect in the A system. This guy has been a very high-level prospect before has graduated a bit past that now at 24 years old but the Angels bring him in knowing that he is a utility guy that can be all over the field and that's part of the appeal too for why the Angels I think we're looking to acquire a player like Barreto and Franklin said himself what he hopes to bring to this club. 
No, yo creo que puedo dar un poco think, de um, cada cosa. Este, I can bring to this team um, este a little bit of everything. He estaba trabajando muy bien en el defensa. I can hit a little bit. No, yo era el equipo a ganar, que es lo más importante. I've been working hard. Most important is bring something to the team so we can win games. That's the most important now. Doing a little bit of everything. That seems to be the key word here. And it was for Joe Madden as well in talking about how he wants to use Barreto on the field. Well, um, we talked about that today everywhere. Um, he needs to play like uh, second, short, and third. And we want him to get some work in the outfield too. So literally everywhere. Okay, so there you go. Expect Franklin Barreto to do everything and play everywhere on the field. One thing that Billy Epler said, too, about Barreto is that he was, you know, he's kind of always been a contact guy throughout his career, and while he was in Oakland, it looked like there might have been some tweaks in his swing to make him a bit more of a power guy. I think that the Angels ultimately will probably end up changing him from that, at least uh, that's what Billy Epler implied in a conversation that he had last week. So we could see him uh, maybe, you know, be more of a a hitter to contact as opposed to trying to swing for the fences here and that could make a difference as well uh, for Barreto but uh, he's going to impact this 2020 roster immediately as he is already on the major league uh, club so that's uh, the, the latest when it comes to Franklin Barreto who the Angels got for Tommy Lestella in that trade with the Oakland A's. Now uh, again I, I know we've touched on this but it's no secret that this year has been tough for the Angels but if you're trying to find some silver lining look it is a short Shortened season, which is is fluky too, and, and that's the other part about this. And and I know the Angels' record. Look, you are what your record is, and the Angels' record has not been very good. There's no other way around that. However, in this condensed abbreviated, bizarre, wacky year, I think that there is something to be said for being able to get the most of it in terms of assessment. And Joe Madden brought that up as well in a meeting with the media last week, just talking about things that he's evaluating to help the Angels win moving forward. We need to do some more. I'm just, I, I'll say this, I'm getting a better feel um, even through this month. Going through a spring training is one thing, going through a second spring training is another, and then Going through a pandemic is another than going through a 60-game season is another thing. I I, I could um, say with the shortness that what I've been able to do, even in spite of all these different uh, venues or obstacles, is I've been able to evaluate. So now I could actually uh, give Billy and Artie and John and and, and uh, all the front office guys, I could give them my opinion, uh, whereas before really couldn't because I had not been around long enough. I didn't get to taste everything. Um, but now I've been able to taste. So now I'll know know what I'll be able to say or think, and then I'll pass that along before I would do that publicly. So there you have it. From Joe Madden, what's going to have to happen for the Angels uh, to get back to the winning ways that we're used to seeing with this Angels club? And again, the small sample size this year absolutely is a part of it, but you know, there's obvious areas that the Angels have to improve upon, and I have a lot of faith uh, that they will. I did want to talk about this, too, and this is a big deal. This month, the Angels are hosting Fan Appreciation Month. I know it stinks that you guys can't be at the ballpark, and that, for me, is the worst part about this whole year, that you 
can't be here at the Big A to enjoy an evening at the ballpark, and, and that's been awful. However, I will say that uh, you can be a part of what we've got going here at the Big A through Fan Appreciation Month because fans are going to have a chance to win various prizes, including a Mike Trout signed bat, Shohei Otani signed jersey, Andleton Simmons signed bat, and a whole lot more. It's also going to be a part of what you see on social media, Fox Sports West, AM830. There's also going to be player at bat art, and that's going to go starting September the 2nd through the 9th. That's when young fans can submit drawings of their favorite Angels players to be used as the players at bat graphic. How cool is that? The collective artwork is going to be shown on the Angels video boards during the game on September the 19th, and young fans are going to be asked to submit artwork for certain players every day for a week, and you can do that at angels.com slash draw. So that's another way fans can be involved. You go to the Angels website, and there's a chance to win some more stuff, too. You can have a, a, a chance to win a Mike Trout signed jersey or bad, an Otani signed jersey, a Justin Upton signed photo. How about a 2020 foul ball? You can get all of that through a sweepstakes. It's available at angels.com slash fan app. And of course, make sure you follow at Angels to receive special Angels items such as a Mike Trout signed photo, Andrelton Simmons signed bad or photo, and a whole lot more. The Angels have partnered uh, with the San Diego Zoo Safari Park, Family 4-Pack, One Day Passes could be available, a set of Nito Tires, U-Theory Gift Basket, two Chick-fil-A prize packs. That's awesome. Plus, you got to make sure you are decked out in your Angels gear when you're watching and listening to the Angels from home, and you can do that by going to the Angels team store. Yes, you can go shop in person. It is open for shoppers starting September the 2nd uh, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Team store is going to be offering a 25% discount on select items. Go to angels.com slash fan app. Make sure you follow at Angels on social media. It is Fan Appreciation Month, and we are so glad that you are going to be a part of that. All right, that's going to just about do it for us here on this edition of the podcast. Thanks to everybody here at AM830 for helping put this together and at Angels Baseball. My name is Trent Rush. Thanks to all of you for tuning into the podcast each and every week. Hey, make sure you click that subscribe button so you get the latest news and info on this podcast. As soon as it comes out, it gets sent directly to you so you can check that out and not have to wait uh, too long. I know I come on after each and every game. Uh, sometimes it goes uh, pretty late, though, so if you don't want to stay up as late, uh, you can catch the highlights right here on the Angels Recap Podcast. But it is more fun, I promise. It is fun when you do stay up late. Write me some tweets at Trent Rush Sports. Make sure you use the hashtag Angels Recap, and we have a grand old time uh, after Angel Games uh, talking about the game itself and stuff going on around Angels baseball and just baseball in general. Uh, it really is fun, so I invite you to join us on the radio as well. Have a great rest your day and thanks for tuning in to the angels recap podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road any road the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey.